Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Guess what, Mango? What's that, Will? All right, so I want to tell you about this game I've been reading about. It's a game called Ba. Have you ever heard of this? No. It's kind of a variation on rugby, and it is pure chaos. You've got to look this up. So it's played in Kirkwall, Scotland, once on Christmas and once on New Year's. And the field, it's basically like any street in this tiny island town. So how does that work? All right, so they take the town's 300 men, and they split those 300 men up into two teams. (laughs) And it's done by heritage. So either you're an uppy or a dooney, and sure. it's all based on which clan you came from. I'm, I know you're following along with this really well. And it's based on whether your family came from up the road or down the road from the town's cathedral. <laughs> and the entire goal of the game is for one team to bounce the ball off the corner of a house on one tip of the island, while the other team's goal is to throw the ball in the bay on the other side of the island. <laughs> And whoever accomplishes their goal first wins. It's that simple. And so the game is played in alleys and streets and people get jammed up against buildings and walls. And of course, there are a ton of injuries from this. So do they stop when someone gets hurt? No, no. So they're medics roving them, you know, just to treat the injuries if they see any, but you just keep playing. People will line up on the streets to watch, but Basically, there's just this giant scrum of 300 people, and it won't move for like 20 minutes or something. And then suddenly the ball will slip out, and then there'll be chaos, and somebody will run for a bit, and then another scrum. And the game can take like half a day before a single team will score. That's insane. But basically, there's a ton of pride on the line. And the losers have to hear about it you know, for the rest of the year if they lose, and especially if they lose both of the matches. But, you know, on the plus side, I'm guessing there's a lot of drinking and celebrating after the fact. It is rugby after all, right? Well, I mean, it is Scotland after all. And that's just (laughs) the first of nine little known stories we've collected from remote islands. So let's dive in. Hey, 
Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Part-Time Genius. I'm Will Pearson, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mangesh Hotticketer. And sitting behind that soundproof glass, showing off his Gilligan Island coloring book. Have you seen this thing, Mango? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. The skipper always gives Gilligan such a hard time, even in coloring book form. Even in the coloring books. It's pretty crazy. Well, anyway, that's our friend and producer, Tristan McNeil. So, Mango, I know today's theme is is a little bit strange. Yeah, so I, I was reading this interesting article in uh, Wired this week about how Charles Darwin thought that there was something special about islands and how... You know, because of their isolation and their unique conditions, that the biodiversity on islands is different from, like, the mainland. Right, right. So you find species and variations on animals you might not find in other places, mm-hmm. you know, like the walking sausage insects <laughs> we talked about on a previous episode, if you remember that. Yeah, of course, tree lobsters. You yeah. You forget those. But as I was reading that article, I started wondering, like, are there some fun, strange stories that are also unique to remote islands? And you know, things about being isolated that could lead to funny anecdotes we hadn't heard before. So that's kind of the angle on today's nine things. And I like that. So I decided to kick it off with the game of Ba, which I think we can safely assume doesn't get played anywhere <laughs> else. But I'm curious, what do, you, what do you have next? So have you ever heard of Harold Hackett from uh, Prince Edward Island? I think you know the answer to that. I have not <laughs> heard of Harold Hackett. You know what's funny, though? It's like the only resident I can think of from Prince Edward Island, you know who I'm going to say, is Anne of Anne Green, Green Gables. Gables. Yep. Yeah, well, she's probably a little more famous than Harold, but it is close, I think. <laughs> so Harold's story is great because in 1996, he was fishing on a little boat off the island, and he was bored. So he took this empty Pepsi bottle. And he used some electrical tape, and he put a message in that bottle. And the message was just his name and address. But then three months later, he got a note from a new pen pal, and it got him totally excited. And since then, he's put out over 8,000 messages in bottles and received over 4,800 responses. Wow, I mean, 8,000 is impressive, but actually that response rate is what's unbelievable. Yeah, it's 60%. But uh, what, what's crazier is the depth of the friendships that's arisen from this. So, like, he always writes people back. Hmm. But he's actually been invited to travel around the world with some of these people, and he gets, like, hundreds of Christmas cards every year. They, they come from, like, South America and Africa. Couples have driven up in motorhomes from, like, South Carolina to meet him. It's incredible. And he's just this, like, regular, tatted-up Canadian dude who likes to fish. I'm curious though like has he embraced this internet celebrity no he doesn't like to travel and uh the only thing he loves to do is like toss messages and bottles overboard and and uh (laughs) he just likes the litter (laughs) but exclusively in cranberry juice bottles for some reason yeah so so if you see a bottle coming your way don't get it unless it's a cranberry juice bottle but uh he's not on the net actually he refuses to get a computer so all in, does he drink this cranberry juice? Do we know that or yeah, like yeah. where this all comes from? I think he drinks it. That's amazing. All right. Well, I've actually also got a fact related to princes. I know you were talking about Prince Edward Island, but I'm talking about a different prince. So did you know there's a cargo cult on the island of Tana in Vanuatu that worships Prince Philip? Like uh, Prince Charles's dad, Philip? The one and only Mango, yeah. <laughs> and it, it isn't that old of a religion either. This Prince Philip movement only started in the 1960s, and it's based on this prophecy that the pale-skinned son of an ancient mountain god would travel the seas and marry a rich and powerful woman, <laughs> and that he'd eventually return to the mountain. And for some reason, when they saw Prince Philip's portrait, they just felt the power in it. <laughs> He's just so powerful, you know, especially for someone with really very little power. I, no power. I don't think he has any power. But when he visited Vanuatu in 1974, it only strengthened their faith. As one chief said at the time when he saw Prince Philip approaching on a yacht, quote, 
I saw him on deck in his white uniform, and I knew then that he was the true Messiah. <laughs> so does Philip even know about this cult? Oh, he definitely does. I mean, they, they sent a null-null to Buckingham Palace. It's a null-null? Apparently, it's a very traditional club that you'd use for pig hunting. You know, you should know this thing. <laughs> and in return, he sent a picture of himself holding the gift, you know, the way a true Messiah might hold sure. one of these null-nulls. They actually credit him for helping a black man become president in the U.S. Basically, they think he's responsible for Obama. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so I, I'd love to go to Vanuatu and see these uh, altars to Prince Philip. But, you know, one place I would never travel to is Snake Island. Right, because it's called Snake Island. <laughs> exactly. I don't know who would go there. <laughs> yeah, and snakes are definitely not my thing. But uh, it isn't just me who avoids going there. The Brazilian Navy has actually placed a quarantine on the place, and you can't go unless you get a special permit. Huh. And apparently there's some dispute about how snaky Snake Island is. Like, some people claim there are three to five snakes every square meter. Some biologists actually think it's more like one snake per square meter. But regardless of that, what is definitely true is that the snakes there are incredibly dangerous. There are golden lancehead pit vipers, which are actually responsible for more human deaths than any snake in North or South America. And as one biologist told Smithsonian, on the island, you're never more than three feet from death. That is crazy. So there are somewhere in the neighborhood of one to five snakes per square meter, <laughs> and they're called golden lancehead pit vipers? Yeah. I don't know how I've never heard of this place, but that is terrifying. So th- do people ever go there? Uh, I mean, they, they do go there. there. There actually used to be people stationed there for a while. There used to be a lighthouse keeper there, but it was deemed too unsafe for him and his family. So And his family? Yeah, he kept his family there. <laughs> So, uh, so anyway, that whole lighthouse thing has been automated since the 1920s, I believe. But uh, there are scientists who go there. And, you know, the Lancet has actually thrived there because, you know, there are no predators, at least no predators on the ground. Hmm. But there also isn't much to eat. So the snakes got really good at climbing trees and also killing these migratory birds. Oh. Yeah, so, like, over the years, the venom just became stronger and stronger and stronger to kill the birds faster. But... This actually ends up being useful for science. Apparently, the venom has all these promising properties that could actually lead to anti-cancer drugs. And actually, all this kind of reminds me of um, Barbarian Days. Have you read that book? It's like a surfing memoir. Uh-uh, I haven't. So it's really great. But but uh, the guy in it is is just reckless. And he's reckless about chasing waves and surfing and going to, like, the most remote places. And there's this story where he's on this island. I want to say it's in the Pacific somewhere where there are all these, like, really venomous sea snakes they're like deadly poisonous. And he and his friend just keep surfing in this area like without any regard for it. And then on land, the snakes actually come, but they're so slow and dumb and awkward that you could just pick them up and throw them back into the sea, which is just terrifying to me. It is totally <laughs> terrifying. And now I can't wait after we've tried to make up for saying bad things about cats and having to do a separate <laughs> cat episode. Now we're going to hear from all the snake lovers. We're going to have to do an episode about how much we love snakes. But anyway, well, I'm going to go in a very different direction from Snake Island. There was actually this pretty amazing discovery that took place recently on the Danger Islands, which are these islands that are located off the northern tip of the Antarctic Peninsula. And it's really hard to get to because of all the thick sea ice that's there. But recently, scientists found this super colony of a daily penguins. And and it's great because people were worried that these penguins were dying off. But it turns out that over 750,000 of these birds have just been quietly thriving there. That's amazing. I really like that. And definitely like it better than any story about snakes. But uh, 
So yeah, here's kind of a cute story I found. It's from um, Ons Shetland, which isn't super remote, but it is the northernmost inhabited place in the UK, apparently. It's 212 miles from the Scottish mainland. And perhaps my favorite thing there is this little bus stop called Bobby's Bus Shelter. So basically, years ago, this six-year-old named Bobby McCauley and two of his pals would catch the bus in this little rusting shelter. It was, like, covered, but, you know, it was ramshackle, and between all the wind and heavy rain, it eventually had to get taken down. And so little Bobby decided to write to the local newspaper and ask the town for a new bus shelter. And the paper actually took up his cause. Like, they petitioned the city council, and eventually Bobby and his school friends got their shelter. But... Then it's almost like out of a fairy tale because, like, these mysterious items started getting donated. First, some uh, proper chairs and a sofa showed up, and then carpeting, and then a microwave, and a <laughs> telephone, and curtains, and, and eventually everyone in the town got that. And, and there's actually a special team that maintains it now, and it gets, like, these themed decorations every once in a while. So it, it's been turned into, like, this art exhibit or, like, a celebration of space travel and tall ships and underwater life. <laughs> It was even done up handsomely for the Queen's Jubilee. I mean, it's amazing. If you think about it, it's all thanks to this little Bobby. <laughs> That's right. So uh, what, what do you have next? All right. Let me see what I want to talk about next. So, so this one's actually a little bit crazy, but had you heard about someone trying to cut the ear off of one of those Easter Island heads? <laughs> like they tried to Van Gogh it? They totally tried to Van Gogh it. Now, this was <laughs> back in 2008. There was a Finnish tourist there, and he was found on a beach just trying to hack this ear off of one of the what? statues. And so some islander saw him fleeing the scene with a piece of the ear with him. That's so stupid. Like... It does remind me, though, of something I read about, like, early Plymouth Rock, that they weren't very protective of the rock, so people would actually chisel bits off of it to take it home. But uh, well, what happened to this guy? I guess he was identified by his tattoos, I think. But the guy issued a public apology, and he was fined $17,000, which really is pretty light, considering this guy yeah. could have gone to prison for years. That's crazy. Also, I mean, he did give us a fun game to play the next time we're on Easter Island, like which one of these heads isn't like the others. Yes. But, uh, you know, we've got two more island facts to cover before we pick a winner. So let's take a quick break. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. 
Welcome back to Part-Time Genius. All right, Mango, what's your last island fact? So I, I had a really hard time picking this. I, I was thinking about, like, a uh, Rikers Island fact I read about, like how uh, Salvador Dali did a painting for the prisoners there, huh. or, uh, you know about those grandmothers in Korea who are total badasses and, and yeah, like, dive? Yeah, 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 dive. I, I love that story about how, like, they send all their daughters and, and uh, granddaughters to college. It's amazing to me. But, you know... The thing is, I always go back to animal facts. Yes, and, you do. <laughs> did you know there's a Japanese island called Yakushima where the monkeys ride the deer around for transportation? This is also one of those animal facts that isn't true. Is this right? <laughs> no. It, it, so I looked it up and I didn't believe it at first. I thought it was like maybe like a tourist had caught this one-off photo and and that just stormed the internet or whatever. Yeah. But um, but it's actually true. They're like scientists who study this and. It's not crazy distances that they're riding them around for. It's like they'll just hop on them to go like from a nearby place to another nearby place. Yeah. But apparently it is a symbiotic relationship. Like the deer eat the seeds and fruit that the monkeys will drop. And the monkeys pay for the rides by grooming the ticks and lice off the deer. It's it's kind of a win-win. <laughs> and, uh, you know, apparently this sort of monkey-deer relation only happens on this one island. That's a pretty good fact, Mango. And actually, <laughs> on a lot of days, I would say it may be the best fact, but actually, I've got one that I've been saving. So in the Canary Islands in this area called La Gomera, the people there have developed a language made entirely of whistling. It's called Silbo Gomero. So I, I'm a little skeptical of like a whistling language. Is it just like signals to one another or, um, you know, about like warning and danger calls and stuff like that? Now, this is actually a full-fledged language. You should actually look this up because it's pretty fascinating. It, it's basically the Spanish language whistled. So the structure and the words, they're all derived from Spanish, but linguists have actually identified the consonants and the vowel sounds with it. So, you know, you can actually write it out as Spanish. That's pretty remarkable. And and so do do kids on this island speak it or is it a dying language? Actually, it's a little bit of both. You know, UNESCO has added it to its list of the masterpieces of humanity. And in the 50s, people realized that Silbo was dying out. But now it's actually being taught in schools. Huh. And oddly, though, it isn't the only whistling language. There are versions of Turkish and Greek and I think French that that are all transposed through this whistling as well. Well, that's pretty amazing. And and between that and your rugby fact, I, I think you have to take home today's trophy, which is kind of a streak for you. Yeah, I think I've won a few in a row here. You know what's also impressive? I think Tristan has finished most of the coloring book over there. That's really uh, <laughs> It's really, 128 really pages. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening today. I'm sure we forgot some great facts about islands. We'd love to hear those from you. Please email us at parttimegenius at howstuffworks.com or hit us up on our 24-7 fact hotline, 1-844-PT-GENIUS. You can always reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We'll be back with a full-length episode tomorrow. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, 
You're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.